0: Welcome to Zichu Daffsiman Memorial by Abram Golda and today Mesechas Gitten, Daff Memchess, the end of the fourth parak HaShaleach and the beginning of the fifth parak HaNi The Zichu Mesechas Gitten program has been generously sponsored by Zichu Nishmas Chayah Hadas Bas Sender. So the three are going to focus on him. When the Gemara says that Rav and Rishakish follow their positions, if Kenyan pairs could Kenyan a goof, the ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. In a second case, Hamochusadeh Bismansheh Yovel Noek, one who sells his field during a time when Yovel is in force, Rav says the buyer brings Bikormi and recites the Psukim, and Rishakish says he cannot recite them. Since the buyer will have to return the field in Yovel, his ownership is essentially only a right to its produce. The more explains the novelty of the tumah Later, Rav Yosef notes that Rav Yochanan holds achin shachalku l'kuchosin. Brothers who divide an inheritance are considered buyers of their portions because the portions they receive are in exchange for their unknown true portions. Umagzirin zele zeba yobah, and they must return all divided property to one another at Yobel. Since all brothers then only have a king in paris in every divided estate, if Rabbi Yochanan had not held that such ownership is considered like kinyan aguf, and they can recite the bikurim psukim, well, meshchalk is the Mice bikurim. You will not find anyone who brings Bikorim and recites the psukim. El chad bar chad ad Yeshu Nun, except an only son of an only son, and so forth back until the time of Yeshu ben Nun, when the land was divided. For only such a descendant has full ownership of his property. Point number to the fifth peric begins. Hanizokin shaman lehem Losses of damaged parties are assessed and then paid with superior quality of the responsible party. And a creditor of a standard debt, such as a loan, is paid with average land. Ziboris, And a woman's ksuba is paid with inferior land. Meir says even a woman's ksuba is paid with benonis. The Mishnah adds that although if the debtor does not have land, one may collect from those who purchase land from him after the debt was incurred. If the debtor does have land, only this land may be collected, even if it's zeburis. Also, whenever a collection is made from inheritors of the debtor, only Ziburis may be collected. All these laws are tikkun olam, societal benefit. And point number three, the law that a damaged party receives, Edis, is included in Mishnah's list of laws for vertikun olam. The Qumara said, this is a derisal law. As the Pasuk states, He shall pay his best field or his best vineyard by uh, answer is that a rabbinic enactment was pertinent according to Rabbi Shmuel, who holds Midaraisa Biddin and Nizak Sheminin. Biblically speaking, we assess Edis based on the damaged party's properties, even if the responsible party owns higher grade property. And because of a rabbinic enactment, we instead assess based on the responsible party's properties, enabling a collection of better land. This is Malchokas and i in a sedeu, Matev karmu He shall pay his best field or his best vineyard. Rabbi Shmuel holds that his means meitav sedeu shal nizak, meitav karmu The damaged party's best field or the damaged party's best vineyard. Rabbi Kiva says the Elikbos Mina The only comes to teach to collect for those who are damaged from superior grade land. The Gemara analyzes the Mokokas of length then ultimately explains that Reb Shmuel means that the responsible party must pay only from land equal in quality to the highest grade land which the damaged party possesses. And Reb means to say that the responsible party must pay with the highest grade land he himself owns. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara says that R. Yochanan and Reh fall father positions. If Kinyan Paris could Kinyan Aguf, the ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself in a second case. Ham Sa Yovel noek. one who sells this field during a time when Yovel is in force if yokan says the buyer brings bikormi and recites the psukim, and Rishakish says he cannot recite them since the buyer will have to return the field in yovel, his ownership is essentially. Only a right to its produce. The more explains the novelty of the two Later, of Yosef notes that Rav Yochanan holds: Achim shachalku Brothers who divide an inheritance are considered buyers of their portions because the portions they receive are in exchange for their unknown true portions. U'makzirin zelah and they must return all divided property to one another at Yoba. Since all brothers then only have a kenyan in paris in every divided estate, if Rabbi Yochanan had not held that such ownership is considered like kenyan aguf, and they can recite the bikorim psukim, well, meshchak is the Mice bikorim. You will not find anyone who brings bikorim and recites the psukim el chad bar chad ad Yeshu ben Nun, except an only son of an only son, and so forth back until the time of Yeshu ben Nun when the land was divided. For only such a descendant has full ownership of his property. Point number two, the fifth parak begins. Hanizokin shaman lehem be'idis. Losses of damaged parties are assessed and then paid with superior quality of the responsible party. Ubal and a creditor of a standard debt such as a loan is paid with average land. And a woman's ksuba is paid with inferior land. Redmire says even a woman's ksuba is paid with benonis. The Mishnah adds that although if the debtor does not have land, one may collect from those who purchase land from him after the debt was incurred, if the debtor does have land, only this land may be collected, even if it's zeburis. Also, whenever a collection is made from inheritors of the debtor, only zeburis may be collected. All these laws are tikkun olam, societal benefit. And point number three, the law that a damaged party receives edis is included in Mishnah's list of laws tikkun olam. The Qumara said, this is a deraisal law. As the Pasuk states, He shall pay his best field or his best vineyard. By uh, answers that a rabbinic enactment was pertinent according to Rabbi Shmuel who holds and Nisak Biblically speaking, we assess edis based on the damaged party's properties even if the responsible party owns higher grade property. And because of a rabbinic enactment, we instead assess based on the responsible party's properties enabling a collection of better land. This is Malchok Sanayim in a Brisa. Meitav sedeu, meitav karmi yishalim. He shall pay his best field or his best vineyard. Rabbi Shemuel holds that his means meitav sedeu shal nizak, meitav karmo The damaged party's best field or the damaged party's best vineyard. Rabbi Kivis says of The Pesach only comes to teach to collect for those who are damaged from superior grade land. The Gemara analyzes the Mokokas at length then ultimately explains that Rav means that the responsible party must pay only from land equal in quality to the highest grade land which the damaged party possesses. And means to say that the responsible party must pay with the highest grade land he himself owns. Alright, so now we go to our Mem and our standard Simon relates to Moach, a brain, and we use brainiacs. Brainiacs are very bright people's Here goes. The Brainiac at the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Begurim by a purchaser of land during Yovel, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the Brainiac proudly showing off his Three Different Great Lands for Different Types of Creditors chart, who explained the Talmudic discourse, whether Edis is assessed based on the property of the Nizak or Mazik. Once again, it's a motion. The Brainiac, Brainiac, that must be more unduff. Memchas Brainiacs. The Brainiac at the Going Green Conference who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Psukim by the purchaser of Land during Yovel, based on his Brothers Dividing Inheritance of Land Theory, which reminds the them, says that Rabbi Yochanan and Rishakish father positions, if Kenyan Paris ka ke Kenyan goof in a second case, Bismansha yovel noeg, one who sells his field. During a time when yovel is enforced, Rabbi Yochanan says the buyer brings b'korim and recites the psukim, and Rishakish says he cannot recite them. Since the buyer will have to return the field in yovel, his ownership is essentially only a right to its produce. Rabbi Yosef demonstrates Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is reflected in his position that achin Shachalku brothers who divide in inheritance are considered buyers of their portions. So the Brainiac the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Sukan by a purchaser of land during Yovo, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the Brainiac proudly showing off his three different grade lands for different types of creditors chart, which reminds us the fifth paragraph begins, Hunti Zakin Shamming losses of damaged parties are assessed and then paid with superior quality of land of the responsible party, Balkhoba Benonis, and a creditor of a standard debt such as a loan is paid with average land, Uksuba's Isha Be'ziburs, and a woman's Ksuba is paid with inferior land. Ramirez says even a woman's Ksuba is paid with Benonis. So the Brainiac at the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim by a purchaser of land during Yovel, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the Brainiac proudly showing off his three different grade lands for different types of creditors chart, who explained the Talmudic discourse whether Edes is assessed based on the property of the Nizak. Or Mazik, which reminds the where Rekiva, how Edis is assessed for damages. If mazik or nizak whether it's assessed according to the damager's property or whether it's assessed according to the damaged party's properties. So, once again, the Brainiac at the Going Green Conference, who just presented his thesis on the recitation of Bikurim Psukim by a purchaser of land during Yovel, based on his brother's dividing inheritance of land theory, was overshadowed by the Brainiac proudly showing off his three different great lands for different types of creditors' chart who explain the Talmudic discourse whether Edis is assessed based on the property of the Nizak or Mazik. Alright, so now it's time for Four Bluffs of Daf Mem so the similar Daf Mem dalid is mud. So here goes. The muddy slave mud? That must have one Daf Mem the muddy slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, which reminds us, the mission Duf Men Gimel taught that one who sells a slave to an idolater must buy him back and set him free. A bright states state said if an idolater forcibly collected the slave for his debt, or an extortionist took him, well, he does not go free since he was not willingly sold. So the muddy slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, was put to work in a mud pit next to a slave who was sold to the idolater, who was praying his master's son would have to buy him back after his father died, which reminds us, Rabbi asks asked Rabbi Asi, Machra one who sold the slave to an idolater and then died, Maushi Iknus who has been no of what's a halacha, regarding penalizing a son who inherits the estate, to require him to buy back the slave. So the money slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, was put to work work in a mud pit next to a slave who was sold to the idolater who was praying his master's son would have to buy him back after his father died from shock when he found out he'd have to refund the money from the muddy field he sold during yoga which reminds us one who sells his field during yoga itself during which fields previously sold are returned to the original owners shmuel ruled that the sale is not valid and he must refund the money Daf Mem hey, So the Simmer Daf Mem hey is Monopoly. So here goes. The slave ran away from his master in Chutzlitz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board. Monopoly. That must be more on Daf Mem hey. The slave who ran away from his master in Chutzlitz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, which reminds us more relates an incident where a slave once fled from his master who lived in Chutzlitz to Eretz Yisrael. When the master came to bring him back, Rabbi Ami told him to free him and the slave would pay his value because he could not force him to leave Eretz Yisrael. This is based on a drush of Rabbi Achibar of Yoshia, where the Pasuk says, Letasker <laughs> Evet El Adonav Ashi you shall not hand over a slave to his master, a slave who escapes you from his master. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzlats to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands, which reminds the Mishnah states that one cannot ransom captives for more than their value because of Tikkun Olam, and the Gemara relates the story of Rabbi Elish discovering the Rav Nachman's daughters, who stirred boiling pots with their hands, were not righteous but were sorcerers. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzlach to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands, and an idolater writing a Sefer Torah on top of a matching... Green, monopoly board, which reminds us, the next mission states, One may not buy sefer Torah, tefillin, or mezuzahs from idolaters for more than their value, but they olam for societal benefit. Three opinions of Tanem are quoted about using a sefer Torah written by an idolater. Duff Memvav. So the similar Duff Memvav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The woman sent away riding on a green cow. Cow? That must mean Duff Memvav. Moo. The woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, which reminds us, the mission in the previous Daf taught that one who divorces his wife because of Shemra, a bad reputation, meaning rumors of adultery, or because she made a nether and he doesn't want a wife who makes a neder, he may not remarry her thereafter. Two reasons emerge from the Gmor. In one version, Rav Nachman said the reason he cannot remarry is Mishm Kilkula, because of the ruin the husband may cause her after she remarries. In the second version, Rav Nachman said the husband must tell his wife he's divorcing her because of the rumors of the nether. He holds the reason he cannot remarry her is but so that Jewish women should not be lawless regarding illicit relations at Nedarim. Therefore, he must explain why she's being divorced, but he can't remarry her regardless. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, which reminds us, where Levi explains from Yudas' source that a publicly known netter cannot be annulled is based on the fact that B'nai did not strike the Gimonim, because because... because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them when they falsely presented themselves as distant travelers. Rehuda understands that the reason they observed the oath, rather than annulling it, was because it was known publicly and could not be annulled. The responded that the oath was never effective in the first place since it was made under false pretenses. The only reason they didn't kill them was because of Kedusha's Hashem, the sanctification of Hashem's name, so I dodge not say the Jews violate the oaths. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced because of a bad reputation, passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, who owned a Jewish man who sold himself and his sons to them three times in a row and could no longer be. Redeemed. Which reminds us. The last mission in the DAF states, <laughs> One who sells himself and his sons to idolaters ain't <laughs> potent We do not redeem him or his sons. <laughs> but we redeem the sons after the father's death. This is so where he sold himself, repeated it after being redeemed, and did so a third time. He's not redeemed again because he'll continue to sell himself, relying on the community to redeem him. DAF MEM Zayin, So the similar DAF MEM Zayin is a maze. So here goes. The group of cannibals running through the green maze. Maze, that must be learned off. Mem Zion. The group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, which reminds us, the Gemara tells us of the man who sold himself to cannibals who was discovered to be Yisrael Moomer, and how Rachel killed the cannibals by tricking them and swinging his bag with a hardball in it. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, which reminds the more brings malchukes about an idolater's purchase of land in Israel, regarding exempting from miser and digging pits. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, and never made to the end where buyers of rights to produce were joyously bringing the Bikurim and reciting the Psukim, which reminds us the Moriah says, One who sells his field regarding rights for its produce. Rabbi Yochanan says, The buyer brings Bikorim and recites the b'kirim psukim. Reish Lakish says, He brings Bikore but does not recite the psukim. Rabbi Yochanan holds, The ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. Therefore, he can write the psukim, which include, quote, The land which you have given me. Reish holds that ownership of the rights to the land's produce is not like owning the land itself, and therefore he cannot recite the Pesukim. All right, so now it's time to conclude their our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which dafti of is about another made publicly in the story of the Givonim? That's on daf. Membav. Good number two, which dafti of is regarding assessing damages, whether we assess according to the Mazik or the Nizak? That's on daf. Memchas. Good number three, which dafti of is of Kinyon Peres, kekinyan Agouf regarding bringing Bikurim and reciting the Bikurim Pesukim? That's on daf. Memzine. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn that purchase money is refunded for land sold during Yovel? That's on Duff. Mem Memdod. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss redeeming one who sold himself and his sons to idolaters three times? That's on Duff. Mem Memvav. Good number six. Which of the one that there are three different great lands paid to three different types of creditors, the Nizak, the Balchov, and the, Fxubis, the Isha? That's on Daf. Mem Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a case of a Chesi Shivcha who marries someone, becomes fully freed, and then marries someone else? That's on duff. Mem Good number eight. Which stuff do you discuss the Yisrael Mumer who sold himself to cannibals and how Rish killed out all the cannibals? That's on duff. Mem Good number nine. Which stuff do Malkovis of Kenyon Paris, Kakinyon goof regarding buying land while Yovel is in force? That's on daf. Mem Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if an Evid runs away from his master in the chutzgards? Teretz Israel. That's on daf. Mem hey. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is everybody from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.